You going to tell a good one this time, Ray? I, I got a couple of names. <laughs> I want to put our recording. Okay. You're recording. You're, you're recording. Okay. Blackie fucking lawless. Oh, boy. Suck my dick. Frank <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sullivan, I love you to death. I think that's about it. Well, I'm glad we got that on camera. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>Thanks for checking out Party Like a Rockstar podcast. I'm your host, Joel Miller. Today's episode is brought to you by Misha's Kind Foods. They're an LA-based small business making the world's finest non-dairy cheese spreads on the market today. They're delicious and healthy, made from a cashew and almond milk, and blended with various locally sourced fresh herbs, vegetables, and spices. There's no vegetable oils, soy, fillers, starches, or nutritional yeast. It's lactose-free, paleo, keto, kosher perev, and 100% vegan. Enjoy the show. Eddie Mead has been a touring drum tech since 1998. He's worked for Seven Dust, Ultra Bridge, Steel Panther, Rob Zombie, Breaking Benjamin, Paramore, A Day to Remember, Gohira? Gojira. Gojira. French. My my favorite. French for Godzilla, actually. Ah. (laughs) Gojira. Is that better? Yes, that's better. It's Gojira. It's très bien, très bien. It's, it's, it's French. We oui. French. French. <laughs> Obviously, my favorite band. I know everything about them. <laughs> Hinder, saving Abel, survivor, arch enemy, and Opeth. Yes, sir. My friend Ray Granville is a tech and sound guy. He's worked for Hammerfall, Hinder, Venom, Opeth, Starship, Adamate Twelve, Amon, Amarth, Rat, Thin Lizzy. I love Thin Lizzy. Survivor, Bad Company. That's very cool. Morbid Angel, Wasp, and Arch Enemy. That's great there. When you throw the little interjectors and the guys in like the guys in Survivor are like, what the fuck? What about us? <laughs> Why didn't we get anything, man? We wrote that cool Rocky song, and this guy's like, oh, Opeth, whoa. <laughs> uh, no, Survivor was awesome to work for. I you know, it's funny. It. I've had a couple people yes, on here were. that were with Survivor. I, I guess Survivor tours a, a lot. Oh, they're still out there just doing it. They're, they're still working. And uh, Weekend Warriors. They do the corn dog circuit a lot. That's what we like yes. to call it, the corn dog circuit. Uh, fried cheese curds. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Ele- fried- elephant ears. Elephant oh, the elephant ears. ears. Yeah, I hear fried you can jump off of a crane there with a, uh, with a uh, bungee cord in some of those places, right? Ray would do something like that. Yeah, Ray would do something <laughs> like that. Yeah, I did. Probably. <laughs> I love that video. So I, I go look, I go snooping around for you guys. So basically it's the band, it was it Venom or whatever, and they're, they're just making fun of you. And they're like, oh, stick them yeah. up on the crane, stick them up on the crane. Oh, you saw the video? <laughs> I watched the video, then they're all laughing oh, at you. And then I'm waiting, I'm waiting, like, what happens if the crane thing doesn't work? They're gonna be like, we had a show planned. And we stuck him in the air. <laughs> no, the, the the funny thing is, the tour manager booked me to do the bungee jump at six thirty p.m. Right. And then Cronus found out that I'm gonna do a bungee jump, and he's like, "No, you can do the bungee jump at midnight after the show." Ah, but see, I, that's what I was I, talking about. But I need you for the show. 
So I had to move it to midnight. See, I think the louder the band is, the more savvy they are. <laughs> no, like, we can't smart. lose this guy if we lose this guy <laughs> no, he's, he's like you can die tomorrow we don't need you tomorrow yeah, tomorrow we'll get another guy we're big we'll fly him in but tonight yeah. there's no flying no too late in the it, game it was it was pretty uh it was pretty epic and that was good times <laughs> good to hear i don't know i wouldn't do that shit i think you're nuts but hey <laughs> uh, i did jump out i jumped out of a plane with my yoga friends i was like i got real into yoga and um it how, do you was, play, how do you do yoga and planes so they were like doing they're like getting us in the gear to go jump out of the plane and they're doing all this yoga shit in this in the thing and i'm kind of looking i'm like time and place guys you know because everybody the, the people that aren't yoga people are looking i'm like what the fuck are they doing because they would do like group yoga where they're standing on top of each other like making pyramids and the, the problem with this whole thing was the guy who you, the guy who straps up to you because he knows how to do it and so he's talking to me and i'm deaf because there was a roadie so oh i hear him he's from brazil i'm like oh i did rock and rio and then whatever he's talking about, I don't know. So we go up in the sky. We're in the airplane. It's obviously really loud. You're in a little shitty airplane. And he's still talking to me. I'm just smiling away and nodding at the guy. So we jump out of the plane first because we're by the door, which was funny because they'd all been arguing the entire time over who jumps out of the plane first. I could give a crap, but I was there. So we jump out of the plane and the guy starts hitting me and he's smacking my shoulder. And finally, I'm like, you know, screw you. Just I start smacking him. <laughs> well, what he was trying to do was, what he was asking me in the plane was, do you want to pull the cord or do you want me to do it? And I'm just smiling away and nodding because I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> so I learned some valuable stuff from all of this. He comes smacking me, man. And I'm kind of like, dude, what the fuck you keep that hitting is, me for? Yeah, that is, that is so bad. Yeah. They should tell you that on the ground. There's a few things they should tell you. Your nose gets real cold and your ears get real cold because you're really high up. So they yes. should say, hey, wear a ski mask. You'll be really stoked that you did. That would have been nice. The second thing is, uh, hey, I'm going to pull the cord unless you want to pull the cord. So when I smack it, pull the cord. And the third one, you can cruise down where you're kind of like just chilling out and you're like looking around like a happy guy. Or he can make it fun like a roller coaster. And they should tell you that on the ground. Which one do you prefer? So if you it's, ever go plane jumping. It's, it's uh, that's that's kind of like mixing the monitors that's where i was going with this i'm so glad you bring that up <laughs> yeah. you know, they're, they're, that's why you know, people listen are like wow is that that is the most tension bullshit story but it's not it's not right tell tell me what you need right now but be very specific eddie's it's thinking not. beer in a can yes please maybe maybe please maybe please <laughs> deep thoughts by yeah no i mean i i had this conversation the other day with another friend of mine and yeah mixing monitors it's the worst gig you can ever get yeah you guys are the first ones to get fired yes yeah that seems pretty accurate and it's not because of your table manners. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, a lot of times I think you have to be a mind reader also. 
If, if there's well, not I think the, the real reason is, yeah, I mean, the guys, they're super acute to you, right? They're hearing, they're hearing, they're hearing you instead of looking at the lights or whatever crap we're up to. They're, uh, they're listening to you. I, I just, honestly, I preferred it when they yell at a sound guy. It's not that they're not, I'm not happy because they're not yelling at me. I just feel more comfortable knowing that they're yelling at you guys too. Cause I love yelling at sound people. I think it's good. Actually, I got a sound guy question. I got, I got a real one since I'm picking on you already. And that okay. was, uh, so do you go to see a show or do you go to hear a show? Well, I'm not going to go home humming the light show. But uh, that's a tough one. Yeah, see? Yeah. I don't go questions. to see the show myself because I never get an opportunity to see such a thing. I'm usually by a drummer. So nobody, that's pretty much what I see. No kids going to see a show go, hey, you know, we're going to go listen to a show. They never say that. And that's because no one gives a shit about sound guys. No, but, <laughs> and, and here, Eddie, here, here's one for you. Go ahead. Russ Parrish, which you know very well. Yes, I do. Told me a long time ago, back in the early, uh, uh, mid-90s. He went to go see his first show, and it was Judas Priest, and the guitar tech went out and had an open A chord, and the crowd went wild. And that's when he realized, I want to be a guitar tech. You cut out. You said uh, that he he realized he did want to be a guitar tech, right? Yeah. Well, now he's also the biggest guitar player in the world. But he wanted. He's like, I want to play. I want to be a tech. I want to do this. And I've stood in front of, and so is Eddie, in front of hundreds of thousands of people and just hit that one chord and the crowd goes crazy. It's a great feeling. You, and you it's, know, it, where, where it's, you get the hair standing up on you. Yes. Yeah. You're Even like, wow, just this hitting is... the kick drum, it's the first kick through the PA. Everybody's like, ooh. Yeah. And I love that feeling. Yeah. So that's that's like one of the few bands that I worked for lately. They're like, we don't want anything through the PA. Just do it through headphones. And I'm like, I want to hear it. I want to make sure it actually works. Yeah. Because I've done it a couple of times where the mute button is broken. So I can hear it in my headphones. And then the band starts and that thing doesn't work. I'm glad you realized that that's not good enough, Ray. That's good. No. <laughs> you are a true seasoned professional. Yeah. I, I want to hear it. If I got kicking vocals, I'm good. I can move on from there. What do you think the best opening chords are? I love Guns N' Roses. So for me, they open up with Welcome to the Jungle. And you hear that. Dun, 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 dun. I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, it's like putting the gas down on your Pantera. You know, I don't know. You're ready to rock. No, and... no, I would do. I, I, I don't know. I, I think like Judas Priest breaking the law. Oh, breaking the law is awesome. If you Downing Crows, Eddie? Dan, 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 Downing Crows, huh? I was thinking Survivor, Ray. How are you going to miss that one? Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Sorry, Frank. Come on. I had a tiger. That's a legendary <laughs> rip to start it off. That should have been your first go-to. A little I'm sure Frank is the right eye of the tiger. Do you know? Well. Were, were they like 
how did they write Eye of the Tiger? I know they wrote it for the movie, I think, right? It was they wrote it, yes. they were hired to write a, a, a song. Yeah. Because I think wrote... he wanted to use something else and then they wouldn't let him. So he was like, all right, we'll just write a song. Yeah. They wrote it for the movie. Yeah. And, and same thing with uh, uh, what's Burning the other Heart. One? What's the other one, Eddie? Burning Heart. Burning Heart. Yeah, that was, was great Rocky too. Four. Yeah, Rocky Four. Uh, the the uh, Rocky Three, I think, is uh, the survive is the uh, Eye of the Tiger, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at the end where they're both like ready to, they're both that's, ready to go at it again, and that's, then they that's the, the that's the that's the only movie where they use the same song in the beginning of their movie and at the end of the movie. They've never ever done that in any. I mean, I don't know shit about movies. I'll believe you, but nope, never been happened. I have Mr. T's boxing trunks from that movie. I'm a member of you. Well, yeah, you, might, you, you might want to wash them and just... I wear them around the house. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh... no, come on, every guy, every guy knows pain. You know, he was the scariest dude, man. Yeah. And he came up, I'm like, damn, poor Rocky. Poor Rocky, look how scared he looks. And he's such a good guy, Rocky. Such a good guy. <laughs> yeah, man, Mr. T was badass in that movie. Yes, he was. Yeah, there's some other like Queen, you know, for uh, Who Wants to Live Forever. Highlander is okay, but I don't really like Christopher Lambert too much. But the Queen song definitely helps things out, you know. I wonder how much of the success from Rocky came from the good tunes. I would honestly think a little bit of it. I would say so as well. Right? It got you going, man. It got you pumped. It was great. I mean, I I remember sitting in a studio when they did the last Survivor album. And uh, it was basically written for, what would it be, Rocky Six? The, uh, last, the, the last one, Rocky the, Five. Yeah, the newest one, I think, was just called Rocky, but yes. Yeah, yeah. And Frankie wrote all these songs, and we spent seven weeks in L.A. And it was... Sylvester Sly showed up and he's like, I don't like any of these songs. Oh, and he walked away. What a dick. (laughs) Tell him to go chase it. Go chase a chicken, Sly. Go chase a chicken, man. Yeah. But did the song suck? (laughs) Were they No, no, the songs were great. I mean, they were good songs. I mean, it was a good album. I mean, very 80s, but. It's not a bad album. I mean, we spent a lot of time we did between Chicago, LA, some other city. I can't remember. Hemet, California, probably. That's another big No, one. it wasn't Hemet. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was just trying to help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know I've been I've been to Hemet. Have you? I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You're picking up meth? I don't I should be careful. <laughs> Yeah, it would honestly be a bummer, man. I mean, you, you do seven seven tracks is a lot of work, <laughs> and then all of them are no goes. I mean, that'd be a pretty depressing evening. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty interesting. I was sitting in the other. I was sitting in the other room while he's listening to the songs, and I'm like, "Oh shit, he's he's not gonna like these." Was he just saying next one, or was he just sitting there bored? Oh, he's just next one, next one. 
I could just That's picture really- him on his phone playing like what? What's that bird game where they like angry, uh, birds. angry birds? Angry, He's playing angry birds. He's like, no. <laughs> Next. Nope. Nope. <laughs> How do you say no in Italian? Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, anyway, poor Survivor guys. I don't care though. I still like them. I don't give a shit, dude. I, I release the I, album yeah, anyway. Sure. I love those guys to death. Both me and Eddie toured with that forever. Good people. Yeah, we had some good times. Did they release the album anyway, or are they going to release it, or do you know? No, no, no. I got it released. Yeah, it was released like 14 years ago. Okay, so this is cutting-edge stuff we're talking about right now. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm really glad I read the news today. I I think Eddie was sleeping in my son's bedroom at the time. Yeah, I kicked my son out of his bedroom so Eddie could stay in my house. Yep, that happened. That did happen. It did. I stayed there for a couple months when the roadie was having some rough times and then transition. Yeah. All right. So here's some questions for you guys. We got some good ones here. So we're talking about movies. So I was watching this movie and I, I got, so I was watching actually Poltergeist because I had the guy in here from Poltergeist. Uh, he wrote Poltergeist. <laughs> and have you noticed that when dead people wake up in the movies, they're always so tired. And I question, if you were dead, you've been sleeping a minute, how come they wake up all tired? I'd be pretty well rested. Rested. Yeah. Right. And I'd wake up ready to be like, let me hear some Survivor songs. But in the, in the movies, they always wake up where they're just dead tired. And I, que- I question this. I don't think it's really valid. I think people who believe in paranormal shit, they might be wrong just on that account alone. Because I think a ghost would be happy and like doing a lot of stuff yeah i agree uh, that makes sense i'm glad you guys agree yeah no totally <laughs> i mean you, if, it's good it's good i don't know i sleep like a vampire when i sleep at home so see i sleep good too yeah sleep better on a bus but i sleep good well oh, yeah i cannot I, I, wait I, to get in that bunk oh no. god yeah I sleep like baby all right, here's another one. This one's this is even more important. <laughs> this is a big one for me. I live in LA, so I see a lot of people that drive in their Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Maserati, whatever. I don't know, McLaren. And you ever look over, you want to see who they are, but they always have tinted windows for starters. And I think it's because they don't give a shit if they get a ticket. But they always got tinted windows. But if they have the window down, you look at them. It's never anybody famous, ever. And they're always by themselves. And I think it's because nobody wants to drive with them and they're they're like midlife crisis car <laughs> so they go out by themselves that could be it yeah uh, well especially in la i mean i lived there for 10 years yeah and uh yeah so what in sweden it's always like abba it's like oh there's abba again <laughs> no 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 yeah we got abba and volvo <laughs> and flames <laughs> I was in the newest Volvo, oh, yeah. <laughs> a blonde chick. So the blonde lady one, she married her stalker, right? I don't know about that one. I know that the, the two guys and the two girls in ABBA got married. They got married to each other? Oh. Yeah. I should do that stuff where I bring up stuff. It's like, so, you know, Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger are really like a gay couple, right? And just see what everybody goes. Like, oh wow, really? <laughs> see where it goes. Well, they could be. I mean, I I just watched the uh, Escape Plan yesterday. Which movie? Escape Plan. 
I don't know. It was good. Uh, it's okay, but it's Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I watch it. I don't care. I'm in. I, I love all that stuff. It's they're just so fun. I, they're you know what my uh, girlfriend she watched uh, Roadhouse for the first time like a year ago. What for the first time? I know, right? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Friggin' mm. women. Mm. But she was just crying with laughter throughout the whole movie. <laughs> and the, remember the scene where Patrick Sweezy kills the guy in the lake or the river yeah. or whatever? <laughs> you watched it four times in a row because you couldn't believe how amazing it was. <laughs> you know? so Ripping awesome. his throat out. Yeah, it was just, oh, yeah. I forget. They, they got these great lines, too, you know. I forgot what they were, but it's like, I'm going to get you, sucker. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Snakes on a plane. Oh, snakes on a plane. Don't even get started on that one. Snakes on a plane. So what are your favorite Swedish bands if you don't like ABBA? Well, I always said my favorite Swedish bands are the ones that are paying me. Understood. Do they pay a lot, though? (laughs) That's negotiable. Mm. Uh, But, yeah, there's a lot of good Swedish bands. I mean... This is those guys are so talented over there, it's ridiculous. When was the last time you lived in Sweden? I'm assuming it's been a long time 30 years. Yeah, a long time. So you're in the States now? Yeah, I've been here for 30 years. We figured that out. We're good. Eddie knew. Eddie knew. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't even have any fingers in the air. (laughs) All right, let's pick on Eddie. Let's give Eddie a hard time. Okay, yeah, because. Well, I know. First, I'm, I'm, the, the first time I met Eddie, ask him about that one. Eddie, when was the first time that you met Ray? Raymond didn't like me the first time I met him for some odd reason. Oh. I thought I was being pretty cool, but uh <laughs> no, you were a dick. I guess I was a <laughs> dick. <laughs> well, okay. All right. I'm glad okay, this is a good question then. So why were you being mean to the Ray here? He's like a pretty chill guy. Uh you know when at the beginning of my career, when you don't know everything about what you should know. Yeah. Then, uh, and you're like drum teching at the time or what were you doing? I was drum teching at the time and it was early in my career. And, you know, you just. You, you were a stage was, manager too. Stage manager too. And honestly, I really had no idea what the fuck to do as a stage manager. <laughs> so I, I thought you, that I had to be a dick and just be like, yo, put your shit over there. Put your shit over here. It was just lack of knowledge. And, uh, you know, just trying to be, you know, a little hard ass and it hurt poor little Raymond's feelings, but, but we got past it. And now, uh, now he's one of my good buds. That's nice. That's a beautiful love story. (laughs) (laughs) You guys had a, you had an arc, you know, it started, it started so sad. And then after a little while, I just felt for you guys. That's nice. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I I love Eddie. I mean, I, I recommend it for any gig there is. That's well, cool. thank you, Raymond. Likewise. So why did you guys get into the industry or how did you get in the industry? What's it like in Sweden? So, I mean, in Sweden, what part of Sweden are you from? Are you from a big area or a little village or what? I, no, no, I grew up in Stockholm. Okay, so big city. Yeah. So did you start as a stagehand or how did you get going? Uh, what I did was I... I played in a band and we couldn't afford renting sound systems. So I built my own. That's neat. What did you play? 
uh, guitar. Okay, cool. So you still I still have the guitar. Uh, I'm looking at my guitars right now. No, I don't have the first one. Ah, oh, okay, okay, okay. Anyway, all right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I play guitar, and I was like, "How hard can it be to build a sound system?" And it it just escalated from there. We we had a really big show, and uh, we had to rent a sound company. The owner of the sound company goes, you want to come work for me? I'm like, I'm 17. No, 16. And uh, we just started working. And then I, I got a job there and I went on tour. So you stopped with the band and you jumped into the sound gig. Yeah. And I liked it more because I built my own sound system. Wow. You know, there's some big sound designers that came out of Hemet. <laughs> yeah. Well, this this is way before legendary. That. Yeah, well, this is way is, before Hemet was there. Yeah, and these European boy. guys, it's always the same. You know, that building's brand new. They're, they just hate on everything. All the buildings in America. That graveyard isn't. That's a new graveyard. We have people who died way before. <laughs> the, the anyway, house, okay. This, so you're, the, you're, the, the house I grew up in was a hundred years old. So I got a good friend of mine. His name's Kifi, and he. I think he just sold it, but he had a house in the south of France. And the key to the front door was older than the United States of America. <laughs> wow. Isn't it cool? It really yeah. amazing. It was amazing. And the house, was, I want to go check it out. It's right at the bottom of the Pyrenees. It's just beautiful, man. It looks so cool. And this is why, you know, Eddie knows this and you know this. It's like, that's just why. And anybody listening to this podcast, that's not right. a lot of people, by the way, but <laughs> okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the, the six I, I will guarantee listening... you that anybody who would listen to this does not know that Sweden was a country <laughs> or okay. where it is. Okay, they do know uh, sweet as fish, they do know. Yeah, it stinks. Yeah, he's talking about the real stuff, that stuff's nasty. I was oh, yeah. talking about the little anyway. Okay, so all right, no, I'm just I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling all the young kids out there right travel 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 well i'm mean, like I, I so what's going to happen i think the, the floodgates are going to open everybody's going to need to get some money going again and i think traveling is going to be really cheap you know i said it on this thing before but i want to go to antarctica i want to look at penguins and stuff it's the most expensive trip you can do book all of them now go start going go 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 it's it's unbelievable you've been to antarctica yeah dude did you do a show there uh no we just went from uh argentina and we just went down for a day trip and then back well there's only so much to see but you can say you saw it so that's the thing yeah. argentina yeah. and all that stuff's beautiful too so yes, uh, that's all part of the trip yeah. i mean that's that's my retirement home it's argentina oh okay <laughs> i'm assuming it wasn't our it wasn't antarctica but <laughs> no 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 no, no I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go a little further north would you go back and live in sweden uh no really but again beautiful country nice people it's, it's beautiful it's nice but it's no hmm, okay I where are you from back. eddie i was born in ohio in a small town called huron and um and uh now i'm living in st petersburg florida oh nice i love it here this is paradise down here 
Yeah. And Ray was living here for a long time and now he's living in Ohio, but we're trying to get him back down here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Florida. Every, well, everybody's leaving my homeland here in LA or whatever. Everybody wants out. So it's going to just be me and my podcast and my pink beer. <laughs> <laughs> an option today so how did you get going in the industry eddie you were uh i was i moved from um after i graduated high school i did one year of college and i didn't have much going for me in in ohio so uh <clears throat> my dad got transferred he was working for a ford motor company in lorraine ohio and he got transferred down to louisville kentucky to the ktp plant okay and uh i didn't have much going on he's like i'm moving down he goes you want to come down and stay with me at an apartment and, you know, they might go find something down there. And I was like, all right. So I came down there and there wasn't really much work that I was really looking for, you know, just a year out of college. So um, somehow I ended up getting a job at Deja Vu, a titty bar there in Louisville. I might and have heard of this establishment before. You may have. You might may have. have. Uh-huh. And um, so I was working there as the door guy and uh, the DJ. He uh, had a new band that was coming out and he was shopping around his demo and trying to get a record deal and everything. And they started doing some local shows and he's like, Hey man, you want to come out and, you know, help us move some gear and, you know, make sure my shit's good. Like just take care of my monitor basically. And I go, sure. I go, by the way, I go, what's a monitor. And he's like, what? You don't know shit, do you? And I go, I have no clue. And I pointed over at an SVT eight by 10 cab and I go, I'll sling that big son of a bitch around now. I'll take it wherever you want me to. And he's like, all right. So we started doing local shows and then um, they were showcasing for record labels and everything. And shortly after they got a record deal with Island Def Jam. And nice. by the end of 99, we were out on the road and I was touring. And again, I didn't know shit. So I just learned everything as I was going. And so what band was, was that? Primer 55. Okay. They were based out of Louisville slash uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Here's one. So how did you get your second gig? I haven't asked anybody that yet. Because it's true, you can get lucky and get a gig, and then you meet a couple people, maybe you get a second gig, but... Well, I was living in Louisville, Kentucky at the time, and there was another band that was just coming up that was uh, local also called Flaw. Okay. And Flaw ended up being my second gig. So you just worked the ranks. Yeah, I just... And then from network, you know how it is. You just go out and you network, you try to meet as many people as you can you know, let your work, you know, take care of your work and, you know, have a good attitude. It goes a long way. Yeah. Plus you're 19 years old, 20 years old. So exactly. And you pretty much do anything that anybody would tell you to do whatever they want. So, yeah. I mean, who the hell wants to work at a titty bar? So luckily out of there, I'm I'm jaded (laughs) from the whole thing now. I mean, years of that shit. So, uh, and they're called shoe models, by the way, it's not, Oh yes. Yes. My bad. Yeah. (laughs) i had a i had a a eddie i i I don't know how where we're gonna do your fucking fist bump on that one yeah it's fun we do the air (laughs) they had uh i had keith marks on here and he worked for sticks for like ever man you know there's those those stripper songs that there's a there's a how many of them that used every time rob zombie you know every strip club rob zombie oh yeah and uh i told him there's this liz lady who she would dance to the song crystal ball 
and I don't give a shit what he has to say about sticks. That's the greatest song ever written in the history of you know, <laughs> we were 17 years old and she was dancing that song. I'm like, this is the most beautiful love song ever. It is a gorgeous <laughs> song, isn't it? Yeah, it's a gorgeous song. <laughs> so like, why did you get into music? I'm like, oh, the memories. <laughs> oh, the memories. <laughs> All right, so Ray, uh, you are on IMDb. Do you know what that is? No, I have no idea what that it's, is. This is. I'm going to excite you. Then it's a. It's called the Internet Movie Database. It's owned by Amazon, actually. But uh, you were on a show called Ink Slingers, and. Uh, your title is rocker number two and i was wondering uh how you got the credits to get that illustrious title um and how were you qualified or is this another ray no what what title it was a tv show called ink slingers oh yeah see and you're and whether you know it or not you are rocker number two in the uh, in the, in the description of the show, I had a number no one idea. in our hearts. I had no I'm idea. Right. No, okay. I was going to say because you know that's a nice, that's a good role. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had no idea. I had no idea. That's a resume talking builder. You. you need to work on talking to them to see. And then uh, Eddie, what's uh, what's celebrating David Bowie? I saw that on your resume. Was that, it was a tour or what was it? Um, it was some of the the musicians that played with David Bowie over the years. Oh. including his piano player, uh, Mr. Garson was with them for over a thousand shows. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, the guy that wrote uh, the baseline for let's dance. I can't think of his name right now. I'm drawing a blank and I'm terrible about this, but he, he was part of the whole thing too. And one of the backup singers for the Rolling Stones, it was, it was really cool. Some great musicians, guitar players that used to play with David as well. Yeah, like the old guard. That's great. Little slick and uh, ghosts. It was really cool. Joe Sumner, which is yeah. Sting's son, he was part of it as well. Yeah, that's some. So, how was, long was uh, that tour? And were they just playing um, David Bowie stuff, or was it a mishmash of stuff? It was Bowie. Yeah, they were doing Bowie songs, so the covers of all the Bowie stuff. Um, I was only there for a couple of weeks because I filled in on the second half of a tour. Another one of my buddies was taking care of the gig, and. Uh, yeah, a previous commitment to leave and, and then I finished it up. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I love those random gigs, man. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and then the, the musicianship, those guys, they Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. That's neat. I like it. Okay. All right, what else we got? So uh I know you got something about rat. I've talked to quite a few people about rat, and everybody has a great <laughs> rat story. So they toured a lot, lot too, though, man. Those guys worked their asses off. They were, yes. They yes, were actually on this. I, I pulled up this one hit wonder list, and Rat was on the one hit wonder list, and we got all vehement because that's bullshit. <laughs> they were not a one hit wonder. <laughs> oh, they got a couple hits. They had a couple hits for sure, man. It's not a couple, it's like 10 of them. Right. They're great. Anyway, I interrupted you. So tell us something cool about Rat. Why should we like Rat? Uh,. It should come to mind immediately, by the way. Otherwise, no yes. one's ever going to hire you. Well, well, I'll okay. tell you why we should like Rat. Because well, I okay. did a show with Ray before Ray got the Rat gig. We both no. came in as hired backline guys. Okay. It, it so, is going to start it. And then I'll start at this, and then Ray can get into okay. another one. But So we're, we're down in, I think it's Sarasota. 
or um, yeah, it was Braden Sarasota Tim Silver down the, there. It was Sarasota at the uh, fairgrounds. Yeah, there was. It's uh, this Budweiser like racing team has this private party, and uh, Rats playing, and I think there's a few other bands also. But no. Ray, Ray and I got hired as the backline guys to take care of the band. Like we're bringing the backline and like as technicians, you know, normally the band will have their own tech and the backline guy just brings the gear. The backline techs will take over and, you know, do all that. So they hired us as techs. I was guitar teching for Warren and um, Raymond was taking care of uh, Robbie Crane. And, and who else were you taking care of at that time? I, uh, John Karabi. Okay. Karabi. That's right. So it starts raining. First of all, it's it's Budweiser private party. They have these catwalks going out on the stage. And I'm like, what what the hell is all this all about? Like, what's what are they doing? Working well, at the strip club. I figured you would know what a catwalk is more, but well now now it's all coming <laughs> to me. And I was like, I know what those things are for. I knew well, I was meant on, to do this. After line check and everything, <laughs> they start Eddie. bringing there's a, a a titty bar down there called Cheetah's. So yeah, I'm, I might have heard of that know, one too. There's this, all these yeah. girls are coming out like right before the show starts, and we're like, <laughs> Oh, was... mind you, and it's been raining all day. It's been raining all day. And right next to the stage, there's a tent that has bottles of any booze that you could think of. All the <laughs> vodka, all the whiskey, all the bourbon, tequila, beer, all, any beer you could think of. And of course it starts draining. So we're tarping everything up and they're like, Hey guys, you guys are welcome to have whatever you want over here. It's open bar for all you guys. And we're like, Ooh boy. And again, this is, this was earlier in my career where, you know, when you're at that young age and you're just really not giving a shit and you're like, okay, that's a couple of drinks. Absolutely. No, Eddie, that's when you were sleeping in my son's bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. It when I was driving to Saturn. So were you hiding? <laughs> were you hiding the booze bottles under the bed? <laughs> oh no no no! We were we were no no no. There's underneath no the tarps, any. actually, because we had tarps covering up the gear, so we were just making big stiff cocktails and just drinking that. And um, so we went about the day and did all of our work and everything, and then it's showtime, and I got my buzz on pretty well at this point. And uh, obviously, being an '80s rocker fan growing up. Uh, a big fan of rat, so I was really excited about the show. I didn't think so we then, were going to do the show. I thought we, we were going to cancel it. I thought we were going to cancel, but it ended up happening. Why? Not only did it happen, all the girls from Cheetahs started getting up on the stage. You kicked oh, them off. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, I yeah, tried to I kick them off that. because yeah. I'm just being, you know, yeah, a good yeah. roadie. And yeah, then I was told to place. get out of the way. Yeah, go over there and sing to Sticks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so the girls get up on stage next thing you know they're playing round and round and i'm fucking i'm rocking i'm full on rocking on the side and you know you put an arrow and i'm doing like the arrow thing oh yeah and just i'm totally acting out on the stage and bobby blotzer looks over at me and he's just playing he's like what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> and I'm over here. I'm like, Bobby, I'm walking, dude. Ever. You guys are was... fucking killing it. And I'm, you know, and they're just looking at me like, well, oh. so um, needless to say, after this show, I got a little speaking to about, uh, hey, take it easy on the uh, the open bar next time. Well, man, I can't help it. I'm a rocker through and through. 
you get rat there in front of me. Dude, it was it was that that was like the one of the best shows I've ever done in my life. They were cool. They yeah. used to play on Sunset all the time, man. All the time. They just those guys must have like not turned gigs down. They worked so hard. They were always playing. And Bobby, and then, I think, was the manager of the band back then. Yeah, he was. Yeah. 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 And he's he's not the nice. I'm not gonna put this on podcast, but he's he's he he's the manager. He's the, he's the boss. Yeah, and it—that's why you got a stern talking to, because he was in charge. If it was one of the other guys, <laughs> it would have been yeah. all right. Well, if, right? if that guy was in charge, then holy smokes! <laughs> yeah, he was I'm, in charge. I'm, I'm looking at Eddie right now. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna jump into Thin Lizzy because I love Thin Lizzy. All right, let's do Thin Lizzy. I love Thin Lizzy. So, what years were you doing it, and uh, who was singing? Uh, I, I did 2010 and 11 and it was, uh, Ricky Warwick. Okay. From, uh, shoot. You could just say not from Sweden. You're probably right. <laughs> yeah. That's good enough. It was, it, it was, it was an Irish band called, uh, he was married to, Wendell Warwick. Oh, sh- I, I, I the, he left a lasting impression, and that's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> Did he know whiskey in the jar? Did he know all the words and put them in the right places? It, 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 it was all there. That must have been amazing. Yeah, uh, it was. It was so much fun. They're so good. In all honesty, I was. Uh, I was talking because it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They announced their stuff. I guess it's about a month ago now. I don't know. Maybe a yeah. few weeks ago. And uh, I never really liked the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it's one of the guys, people have varied opinions. One guy said, you know, I'm not from the United States. So the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is such a pile of shit. If you're not from here, it's crap. But I was talking to a journalist uh, who said it's, it's great. And it's great because it brings relevancy to some artists that we don't talk about. And it gives me something to talk about and to listen to again. I thought that was very positive. I like the idea of it. With all that being said, the Irish fellow was, was like, you know, the fact that Thin Lazy isn't in it is just so fucking ridiculous. It's so stupid. And you're they, kind of like, they, they totally should be in there. Oh, I mean, come on. How can you not? Yeah. Yeah. And when I, when I started with them, it was, uh, well, Scott Gorham. I was doing guitar taking. And it was Scott Gorham that I worked for. And then Vivian Campbell. Oh, okay. Def Leppard, right? Yeah, and it was just absolutely amazing. I mean, like that Poletti? I just totally sound like I knew what I was fucking talking about, huh? Yeah, that was bitching. That was bitching for sure, dude. Yeah, no, I mean, it it was just, it was just so much fun. And then Mark and Mendoza on bass. Uh Oh, we're going back to I don't know who that is. (laughs) White Snake. Okay, good. Thank you for helping me out. You know Mark and Mendoza. No, I know the name. I do. I do. I don't know. No, I care about that guy. I love that guy. Yeah, but it, it was just like guy. stupid. It was like so much fun, and then and then you got Scott Gorham, and I was—I mean, I, I wasn't okay. I'll take it back. I was starstruck. Yeah. Scott Gorham walks up to me. He's like, "Hey, are you my new guitar tech?" I'm like, 
Holy fucking shoot. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take care of guitars. And it's like, I got a bunch of stuff I want to do to my guitars. Oh, crap. So you're like rehabbing the guy's whole, the guy's, all of his gear. You're the luthier now? And I got to redo all the gear. Is that standard? That's not normal, right? That you have to redo everything? Or is that no. totally, there is no normal. You do whatever. No, that's not normal. Okay. At, at all. So if for anybody new listening to this podcast and, and you walk into a guitar taken position, most likely you just got to walk into a position and, and you're done. Okay. And then if you can tweak it a little bit to your liking, ask the guitar player first and then do it. Cool. But I had to completely redo his whole guitar rig. So that was a crappy gig? No, it was great. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Because he gave me full re-range, like free range of doing whatever I wanted to do. Yeah, I love it. And then he's like, listen to the old albums, and this is what I want it to sound like. And you're obviously, you were a Thin Lizzy fan, I would assume. I think everybody. It's Scott Gorham. Yeah. I mean, I'll it's, answer it's, that for him. I know that he was a big fan before he got the gig. I yeah. know that. It's, 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 yeah, it's not even Thin Lizzy. It's, it's 21 Guns, which is one of my favorite albums of all albums. Yeah. What was your, got, what was your first band, Eddie, where you're like, I can't believe I'm working for these guys? <laughs> Uh, working was, for him. Um, oh, Eddie. Okay, you can do both. It's okay. You can. Well, you, you can. You, you can. Yeah, jump in, Eddie. I was really shitting my pants when I first started working for Alter Bridge because I was a big Creed fan growing up. Really? And um, yeah, when I walked in there and I saw, I was sitting there. I was um, Shane, the drum tech at the time was giving me the the whole rundown of the rig and everything. He was training me for a couple of days. So we're there and I knew Ian, the, the bass tech, guitar tech for miles. And um, the other guys I didn't know is all new. So, um, yeah. So we're sitting there and I see Brian Marshall, the bass player walking. And I'm like, Oh shit, it's Brian Marshall. Fuck. And I'm like, this is cool. And then I see uh Tremonti come in. And I'm like, Holy shit. And then here comes flip the drummer. And I'm like, Oh, <gasps> Oh my God. I started getting all nervous and everything. And, you know, I was totally, totally in shock about it, but it ended up being great. You know, he was super cool right from the get go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and they're great guys to work with. And, and I couldn't be happier, man. I was, cause you know, when you, you meet one of your favorite bands and you're just like, Oh God, please don't be a dick. Please don't be yeah, a dick. Please don't be yeah. <laughs> please. I mean, just don't give me any attitude. I, I mean, I understand I'm the new guy and everything, but please no, but they were all super, super cool. Every one of them. Yeah. And, it, were... and then that made it more comfy afterwards. You know what I mean? But still, after I got home, I called my brother and I was like, fuck dude, the first day it was awesome. No, yeah, that's a good feeling. Then what oh, about yeah. Steel Panther, man? Because I mean, they must be fun as hell. Oh, and they played on Suns. They were the house band. Honestly, it's the funnest gig that I've ever done, and I've been with those guys on and off for like seven years now. 
And I swear it's so fucking funny. And they're the greatest guys too, man. Right when I see them first thing in the day, they'll come up and give me a hug. So and it's this, very genuine. I had this neighbor lady in my old house and she she's like fully sleeved. She's all tatted up, but she's a, a, fl- a flute teacher, flautist, right? Flautist. And she's oh, isn't oh, a, fl- a flautist, yeah. flautist. And she's diehard, a Steel Panther fan. And so she yeah, and she'd come and she'd tell us all about everything. I mean, it was crazy. And then she she says, I'm one of their groupies. And I'd be like, oh, all right, all right. So then I get drunk and I invited her to every party because she's so nutty. I love, I love this chick, right? I mean, she's fully tatted up and she's a flute teacher for high school students. Well, this is great. This lady's awesome. So That's I invited her to parties and be like, so if you're going to be a groupie, I mean, how come you don't pick a cool band? And she's like, what does that mean? I'm just wondering. I mean, if I was to be a groupie, I'd pick like, I think if I was a band guy, I'd be like Ozzy Osbourne you know because <laughs> i would definitely be on top because he's old he can't really walk around she's like what are you talking about i'll be like well i'm just saying i pick a bigger band and she's like steel panther is the best fucking band that's ever lived but she had like such enthusiasm it was like part of their act <laughs> where they have they're over the top almost they should put you in their shit man because you're like so animated you know oh it, it's it's hilarious and those guys when we're just traveling and everything they'll get on a topic and just Go. They'll be on 90 minutes later. They're still cracking on the same exact topic, but just very subtly. Like when you think it's all gone. No, yep, it's still well, going. So they I just open it back up. The key club. I think they were the house band at the key club. They were. Yes. They were. Okay. And then they started doing the key club and then they were doing the, the house of blues. And right. that place. House closed of blues, down. That's right. No, yeah. no, no, that's not true. Really? Start. No, they started at the FM station. Oh, before that, yes. Yeah. That was back in metal school days, though, right? Me- oh, yeah, it, was, it, it, it was metal school. They started as metal school, and then they moved to the Key Club. No, they moved to the Viper Room, and then in Viper Room. Viper, then Key Club. The third thing they, they had that was so smart was you, they, never, you never knew who was going to sit in, ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you could you could and you would want to go because every every time was like a new Tommy Lee or whatever. I mean, it was just a new somebody who was there to watch him play and was all about going up for one song. Yeah, it was really fun, man. As uh, Perry Farrell and um, Nuno Betancourt came out and played when I was as a, a spectator watching Steel Panther for the first time, and my jaw was on the fucking floor from that. I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. They're real fun. Ah, good gig, dude. That must have been great. Yeah. Rob yeah, Zombie ever seen well, for a Steel it's, Panther? It's, it's Eddie Mead. Uh, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> All you need is Eddie Mead. <laughs> All you need is Eddie Mead. Do you drink mead? Mead's good. Oh, uh, no, I do not like mead, actually. Uh, I, I, I do. Oh, uh, no, man. I've gone to the Ren Fair and I've actually given a good try numerous <laughs> times. And it's just, it's not my, my, my bag. All right, nobody's perfect. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Eddie, what's right. going on with your background there? It's all blue. Oh, man, Ray. He's a lighting tech. Oh, wow. Gonna... Look at that, man. Oh, yeah, it looks I... like shit. Oh, I come need, on. It's beautiful. Ray. That looks like it should be a music video setting. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm looking for. I, I'm looking I, for an 80s. I need some par cans up in this bitch, to be honest with you. Some par cans. <laughs> you do. You and probably MJ. get a good deal on them now. I don't know how to use them, but that would be cool. 
All right, so here's my big question here. I try to ask everybody when I'm not too drunk to forget. So my buddy has a fifth grade daughter, and um, bear in mind it's coming from the question coming from a fifth grader. So she, uh, her question that she wanted me to ask people when I first started was, "When was the first time you felt famous?" So bear in mind it's a fifth grader. So to make it a broader question, when was the first time you felt famous, a celebrity? Um, just felt good about what you were doing. You smiled from ear to ear. There was some sort of event that made you feel special, what first comes to mind? Because you don't need to be a celebrity to feel famous. So there's actually a bigger question than what I think what she realized. Go ahead, Ray, you go first. Let me think about this for a second. Uh, yeah, because I got to think about this. Too. Uh, I, 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 I got to say when I performed the first song that I ever wrote at my high school auditorium in front of 200 people. That's neat. What was the song called? KGB. And so you're uh you're in high school still at the time. So you're and then when, so do you guys have O levels or how, how do you do it in Sweden? What, what you're 16 years old when you finished high school or? Yeah, 16. Yeah. 16. That's cool. But. Did you get a standing ovation? We did. Yes. Nice. That's great. In front of 200 people. Yeah, that's killer. Nice. That's a killer first gig. That's yeah. a great gig. Did girls throw their panties at you? I don't know. That's underage stuff, huh? That's bad. Yeah, I, 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 I did. I, I did get a blowjob after. Sure. Okay, okay. Next question. Next question. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. <laughs> I don't know if you can edit that one. I mean, isn't even worse if it's like oh, making, making underage jokes and about a different country. I don't know. Is that like an international felony thing? I don't. Anyway, no, it's, no, it's not a felony. Okay. Yeah, she like, enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> okay eddie do you have anything oh, yeah. that's not x-rated for us please thank you ray uh i guess just the first time that i've like it was probably like an Ozfest 2000 that was uh, the first big festival of anything that i've ever done and then just getting off the stage and just like walking through the crowd and somebody would come up and be like yo you're the roadie for primer 55 holy shit we want to buy you drinks you know that was that was probably the first time that I was just like, yeah, man, this is fucking pretty cool. So did you wear your laminate everywhere you went? Um, not on days off because I was told not to. Because <laughs> you were told not to. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Right away I was told, don't be don't be wearing that shit around. And of course I didn't know I was green as shit. So like you know, I did have it on my belt loop of my pants and wore you pants. Know, yeah. The first tour it was it's, everywhere it's I the, went. Is that the same time you told me you were the stage manager for the opening act? that i worked for that was even earlier than that raymond oh geez okay ozfest 2001 you did that ozfest 2000 i might have done shows with you that was the year that um pantera was the right before ozzy and it was static x um i did shows with static x a bit no i think i'm too god smack yeah god smack stp it was stp stp i think it was 2000 no i wish they were because that's probably my favorite band of all time actually stp that's who i worked for the longest oh you were drum tech for them no that guy uh the drum tech his name is mcgee i was uh i don't know yeah mcgee he's a good friend of mine 
McGee? Yeah. One of the funniest human beings in the world, man. He is. And he's a really, really good drum set, too. Yeah, he's awesome. I uh, I love Sorry, that. Eddie. Oh, I'm not mad. <laughs> yeah, he's a uh, he he it's that dry Bostonian humor. It just creeps up and you're like, dude, you, what the fuck did you go with the yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I should hit him up. I gotta get him on here. Yeah, I like me some McGee. But yeah, so I was with us too. Oh yeah, you should get him on here. Definitely. Yeah, I'll hit him up. I'll tell him the race said <laughs> so. He'll be like, Oh, Ray? Yeah, from Sweden. Yeah. Was what what were you doing with uh, STP? I was like the, I was a carpenter when I started. So I was kind of like a little bit of everything. I was doing carp and then lighting and then uh, stage managing at the end with a bit of help from Maxie Williams, but uh stage. Uh, I love Maxie. He's great. Yeah. Did you watch the episode on here with him? I saw a little bit with him and Frank on there. That was good. I was correct. I talked some that. shit on that one. <laughs> oh, this is 20 years worth of shit. Here we go. You know, I was ready to unleash on those assholes, but Frank, man, <laughs> Just story after story. He just remembers everything. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. He's great. I love that guy. It's fun. The the best thing I remember with Eddie was Opeth. And I don't know where we were. Someone in Germany. And Fred, the guitar player, goes, what do you fancy? Oh shit. That was a nice one. <laughs> what a story. We never do a greatest hits I, compilation. No, no, no. no I, I totally missed it because it's fucking stop working. What did you say, Eddie? Oh, What's up? <laughs> What'd you fuck up? What are you I, doing? And I, I, I just moved my cursor. <laughs> what did you say when he said, what do you fancy? Women. Shit, I don't remember. You should say women. I, I was probably drunk. <laughs> if we were in Germany, I'd be willing to bet I was drunk. The one day in Germany with Frederick, and, and you go, hello, bird. What do you fancy? Hello, bird. What do you fancy? <laughs> exactly. That's the one. <laughs> the little things in life. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it, that was like 15 years ago, and I still remember that to this day. McGee's the one who gave me my nickname. It was uh, Rifkin. And it was... Right. Yeah, that was fucking McGee, man. And I hated it, so they made me... <laughs> then they call me it all the time. <laughs> No, you got, that's what you got to oh, do. You when they call it TV, you're like, oh, that's the best. I love that one. And then it won't stick. Yeah, that wouldn't stick. It would still be Joel, which is a good name. There's nothing fucking wrong with it, man. Oh, Jesus. You know, Chris, you're killing me. Fucking Rift again. I'd be like, oh, God, here we go, man. That's a shitty name. I like it. Oh, geez. When did you do Rob Zombie? Um, That was... um. The second Twins of Evil tour mm-hmm. with Rob and uh, Manson co-headlining. So I so guess you that did was that probably with, about that's Max four years ago. That's the show you did with Maxi, or uh, no? Um, Maxi was out with um, 
I think he was out with Five Finger when we did some stuff together. But I've known yeah. Maxie for a long time, though, when he used to be the stage manager down in Mississippi at um, Biloxi House of Blues. So, he got uh, fired from that gig for drinking too much. <laughs> <laughs> did he really? No, 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 no. He's probably going to be like, okay, look, seriously, Rifkin, enough with the fucking jokes on your podcast. I'm trying to get hired. And you're talking to everybody in the industry and you always bring me up and talk shit. <laughs> anyway. Well, guys, I appreciate your time. If you have any other wonderful stories, please share them. But otherwise, uh, I'll have to let you oh, go. There's, there's stories for days. For days. <laughs> for days. Who are you guys I, going out with next? Do you guys have any gigs lined up? Uh, yeah, yeah, I leave I leave the 25th to start with Seven Dust. for. Um, that's a month long. And then uh, August, I have some things that are possible, nothing confirmed yet. And then back with Seven Dust again in September. Right some on. festivals and some headline shows. Yes. Okay, so I get a call <laughs> from um, from my buddy, Ramey. He's production manager for Cindy Lauper. And he's like, you want to come in uh, guitar tech and keyboard tech? And I was like, well, man, I don't have much experience at it. But I was like, yeah, man, I'll give it a try. Why not? So he's like, all right, we're going to have you come to uh, Weehawk in New Jersey. And that's where the, the rehearsals are going to be. So we'll have you come in there. And they weren't actually rehearsing when I came in there. I was just coming in to take a look at the rigs, do some labeling, and just, you know, kind of just take a look at the gear, basically, before um, they get sent out. And I was like, all right. So I walk in, and Cindy's on the phone. And I just hear her over there like, this is some bullshit. I don't know what the, what, what the hell are you talking about? So Ramey's like, hey, Sin, this is Eddie. Hello, Eddie. Nice to meet you. How are you? She's like, this promoter <laughs> saying I destroyed a dressing room. That's not my style. I don't do that. And I was just like, oh, shit. You know, I was, and another, that, I was starstruck with that also. I was like, damn, Cindy Lauper. So I was a big WWF wrestling fan as a kid. You know, Captain Lou Albano. Oh, yeah. Cindy, that, that was, you know, huge stuff for me. I love Cindy and, Lauper. Um, I love Cindy Lauper. I think she's yeah. awesome. And also on that same tour, uh, Deborah Harry was playing too. Okay. And I got to carry Deborah Harry's luggage up to her hotel room one night. It's pretty nice. Yeah, man. Pretty how much cool gig? How much lingerie did you steal? <laughs> oh, if I would have had time, probably all of it. But um, I'll, again, I was just nervous. I'm in the elevator with her, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, it's Deborah Harry." Did you Pretty ask cool. her if she did because she, she says that she got into uh what was the serial killer dude where he had the VW bug and she said that she got into Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Oh that's one I of her things. What's the guy's like one of the worst ones? Yeah, he's a Bundy, Ted Bundy, Al Bundy. Ted Ted Bundy, Bundy. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, that's she says that she got into his car once. Ugh. Really? I think so. I don't know. Maybe I'm making it up, but I think Close so. call. Yeah, no good. Wrong car to get in no exactly <laughs> yeah luckily she got out and we had good music that's right thank god hey, ted you still recording uh yeah because i got a good one for you hit us all right let me i'm gonna put my in-ears back in yeah you gotta be prepared yeah come on so, Roddy, get it together yeah get it together you need a sound guy <laughs> i'll call one stand by okay so so, <laughs> so i i get this call and we're doing uh it was taylor dane 
Okay. Lovely, absolutely lovely lady. And uh, the uh, MD calls me up and he's like, she's going to drill you like crazy. I'm like, well, the show's in Mexico. I don't know what I got. I don't know the PA. I don't know nothing. Got in. And I don't know if she's she's amazing. But I apparently had too many enchiladas or tacos or something. So I farted like a mother trucker. <laughs> and she comes out the front of the house and she goes, Ray, can you okay, I'm I'm walking away. And and she walked away and for nine weeks she never came to front of the house. Because black beans in Mexico doesn't really work well with my stomach. I don't know. Not for your little Swedish guts, huh? I was going to say, it's the Swedish dinosaur. You got to stick with the Swedish fish, man. But, but it, was, it was so funny. It's her musical director going, like, she's going to come up and tell you what to do. And she walked out and she came out and he's like, I'm okay. It's, it, sounds, it sounds okay. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. it's, it's like it's what you gonna tell a good one this time, Ray? I, I got a couple of names <laughs> I want to put on recording. Okay, you're recording. You talk, you're recording. Okay, Blackie fucking lawless. Oh boy, suck my dick. Frankie <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sullivan, I love you to death. I think that's about it. Well, I'm glad we got that on camera. Thanks. Because <laughs> Eddie was there when I got fired from Wasp. Yes, I was. Why'd and, you get fired? All right. Because so, I, was, I was asking for money. I wanted to get paid. Should have got fired. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he asked for his money, and, you know, it was a couple weeks end of the tour where we were supposed to get paid at a certain point and it was a few days beyond it of course it was four weeks into the tour okay well it was beyond <laughs> payday let's just put it that way yeah, and, and ray had asked payday. a couple of times and he's like you know i i need my fucking money i got fucking rent due and you know and um the boss man didn't take too highly to that and uh next thing you know we're Ray and I got a good buzz going on and we're at the hotel room on a day off. <clears throat> There's a knock at that door and Ray's like, fuck off. And then I answer the door and there's the boss man coming in. None too happy. And uh, <laughs> the next thing me, you know. Me and, me and Eddie had to share the same hotel room. Yeah, the next thing you know, Raymond's getting kicked off the bus in the middle of Germany and uh, 
that was pretty much it. Just pretty much left. But luckily, the opening band was coming into the same hotel, and he's like, "I'll work for you for free as long as you get me to Sweden." Which they were Swedish as well, believe it or not. Nice, yes, they were. And uh, they ended up letting him ride for the next few days. So um, it was pretty interesting. The next day, when he looks over and he goes, "Is that Raymond over there?" <laughs> yep. Thought I sent him home. Well, he's not working with you right now. He's working with the other band. So it was. Uh, it, it was. was it was a laugh at that point, but it was. It, uh, it was interesting. It was pretty epic. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to pay though to get back to the states on your own dime, yeah. Uh. Well. The band that I worked for, well, that hired me, gave me a free ride back to Sweden. Right. My mom picked me up from the air, uh, from the harbor. Was she mad? And like, did you get fired again? How do you say that in Swedish? Did you get fired again? <laughs> You're too old for this shit, Ray. How do you say it in Swedish, Ray? Fine, Raymond. That does sound like you lose, fucking loser. You got fired again, right? Really fucked up again, right? Yeah, Yeah. definitely. It does sound like you fucking. And and uh, yeah, then I I never got paid. Oh no! No, I never got paid, but it's okay. I'm I'm over. That whole thing was a mess. So how many Wasp rep- records do you still have at home? <laughs> <laughs> I got all of them on my MP3. Oh, see, he doesn't hold the grudge. That's good. No, Fair I'm enough. not gonna I'm not gonna hold the grudge because I I love the band. Yeah. And uh, all the band members and I, I, I don't hold a grudge. They're getting in and out cheeseburgers with your money right now, though, Ray. What's that? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I heard, I heard cheeseburgers. Yeah, it's okay. I don't know. That's mean. Okay. Double, double. Double, double. Cheese. This sounds good as fuck right now, boy. It's <laughs> yeah, good. All right. I'm going to stop recording. We're done. We're done here. Hey, thanks for watching Party Like a Rockstar. If you're not already subscribed to the Facebook or YouTube channels, do it. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The handle is Party of Stars. Thanks for watching. You'll see you next time.